3: Uh Uh-oh, guess what day it is? Guess
2: what day it is, huh? It's hump day. Hump day, yeah! Let's not forget. Also, today is tax
4: day. It's the middle of July. It was canceled.
2: You only postponed it. Taxes? I don't pay no taxes. It's the tax man, and he's looking at you. Woo-hoo! Once again, it's showtime.
4: Plus tax! Uh, here we go! It's the big cage match. It's the big loser-leave-town match. It's bureaucrats versus educrats. Round one coming up. (laughs) Governor Henry McTaxter has spoken again. And uh, school systems one in particular don't like it hello fellow patriots greetings welcome salutations steaming hot july alohas to you as we get underway hour number one getting rolling here on the bobby mack electric radio program and as always your input is invited encouraged and welcome here is how you join me and be a part of the conversation today just Pick up the phone, use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number, 800-347-1063, the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number, 71307, and my email address, bob at 1063word.com. You know, in looking at this uh, now, gloves being thrown down uh, between uh, school systems, and uh, the governor's mansion, uh, I wonder, just thinking out loud here, you know that uh, the schools receive X amount of dollars uh, for every day or every half day, whichever uh, the metric happens to be, that the students are in, actually in school. Do they still, still get the federal dollars if the kids are, uh, are e-learning over the web? Uh, And does that factor into this whole equation? So as Annie mentioned in the newscast, Governor Henry McTexter speaking out today about the schools. You know, the schools where our cheerings go. And uh, at least one school system, Greenville County Schools, not thrilled. This in an email from uh, Tim Waller. Tim Genoa you know, uh, handles the media relations for the uh, Greenville County School System. And the uh, title of the email, GCS, responds to Governor's Press Conference. Quote, We are incredibly concerned about the governor's comments this morning, at least when his microphone was on. I think at some point his mic went on. Anyway. Uh, about the governor's comments this morning, suggesting schools in South Carolina should reopen with five-day-a-week in-person instruction. His comments reflect a disregard for the recommendations of DHEC and the CDC that safeguard the health and safety of students as well as the adults who serve them and are more susceptible to complications from this disease. The adults, that would be. Well, wait a second, even if GCS admits the adults are more susceptible to the complications uh, does that argue against they're not wanting the kids back in the schools they not only show a lack of respect for the precautions and protocols communicated by public health professionals but are also a rejection of the accelerated task force recommendations they further reflect a refusal to acknowledge that according to many objective sources, including Johns Hopkins University, our state is being ravaged by this virus and ranks third in the percentage of positive tests per million residents ahead of all but two states, Arizona and Florida, and every other nation. Uh, We know, of course, how reliable Florida's numbers are, as we heard yesterday, where uh, Orlando Health had reported uh, positive COVID-19 test results, 98% of the people who were tested. It uh, turned out uh, it was really only 9.4%. In his own remarks, Weiler continues, the governor called on schools to follow the health and safety protocols recommended by public health officials without acknowledging that it is impossible for schools to practice social distancing in our facilities or on our buses when all students are in attendance additionally if we are required to adhere to 50 percent capacity on state buses there is no opportunity to operate schools on a regular schedule in gcs It will take approximately six hours to transport students to school and six hours to transport them home if all buses are at 50% capacity and all students are in attendance each day. It seems our focus should be on reducing the spread of the virus to allow for a safe return to full-time in-person instruction by implementing statewide measures that could help take South Carolina off the COVID hotspot list said GCS Superintendent W. Burke Royster. No, I don't know what the W stands for. As a state, we are deeply divided between those who believe in a return to school at all costs platform and those who recognize that fully reopening schools could endanger our students, employees, and communities and exacerbate the spread of the virus. Lost in all of this is the voice of moderation That looks to objectively combine a knowledge of educational operations and environments with factual information on the spread of disease and the capacity of the healthcare systems. Yeah, it'd be nice if we could get some factual information. This type of thoughtful, Moderated approach is reflected in State Superintendent Molly Spearman's decision to rely on the consideration, advice, and recommendations made by the Accelerated Task Force and the advice of medical and public health professionals after a considerable amount of time and resources were spent studying the reopening of schools, said Royster. Her approach mirrors the philosophy of the GCS plan to safely reopen schools this fall. The governor called on Spearman to approve return to school plans due from districts this Friday only if they provide parents with an option between virtual schools for some and full-time in-person school for all other students. By contrast, Superintendent Spearman stated that our goal must be to return to five-day-a-week in-person instruction as soon as it is safe to do so without turning a blind eye to the health and safety of students and staff when the spread of the virus of our communities is among the highest in the world. She went on to say that school teachers in consultation with public health experts are best positioned to determine how in-person operations should be carried out to fit the needs of their local community. Uh, Royster continued, we support Superintendent Spearman's statement and we encourage her to approve any return to school plans that feature adherence to public health recommendations in combination with a hybrid model Focused on progressing toward a safe and timely return to full-time in-person instruction as recommended. Uh, Important points, bullet points they put at the bottom. Individuals cannot socially distance in school if all students attend on the same day. Students cannot socially distance on buses even when at half capacity. Uh, Though children generally suffer fewer serious complications from this disease, there are still risks to pediatric patients. School-age children can spread COVID-19, even if they are asymptomatic. Though the governor said we have an abundance of teachers in the state, in reality, there's a critical shortage. Approximately 30% of the GCS workforce is age 50 or older. Even in normal years, we do not have an adequate number of substitute teachers during certain times of the year, and we do not have a substitute pool for other positions. A high rate of employee illness combined with subs, possible unwillingness to endanger themselves, causes us to have grave concerns about our ability to supervise and teach children. This results in concerns about both academic achievement and safety, The governor shut down schools across the state when there were 28 cases and no deaths in the state. As of July 12, South Carolina had 56,485 cases and 950 total deaths. So, as I said, here we go. It's a loser-leave-town match. It's a big cage match. Come and see it for yourself. The bureaucrats versus the educrats. Starting now. 16 after 3 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Take a quick break here and right back with you here on the Hump Day Tax Day edition. Double Trouble.
2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. ctmobile.com Welcome back.
4: 322 here on the Bobby Mack Show. I'm curious about something in this uh, news release from Tim Weller at uh, Greenville County Schools today. Uh, eviscerating the governor for his suggestion that uh, everybody go back to school five days a week starting this fall. Uh, In the first paragraph of the uh, news release, uh, it says they further reflect a refusal to acknowledge that according to many objective sources, including Johns Hopkins University, our state is being ravaged by this virus and ranks third in the percentage of positive tests per million residents ahead of all but two states, Arizona and Florida, and every other nation. Now, the numbers that, that I look at on a daily basis are at uh, Real Clear Politics, and their sources include uh, the WHO, the CDC, uh, the NHC, Johns Hopkins University. And and others, all right, because they they use a multitude of reporting sources. And according to the numbers I'm looking at here, uh, South Carolina is not third in number of confirmed cases per one million population. In fact, we're substantially lower than that, something like 13th in the nation uh, behind states that include New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Illinois, Florida, Connecticut, Louisiana, Maryland, Arizona. I'm just running down the list. Mississippi, barely ahead of Alabama, uh, also trailing Washington, D.C., Delaware. Anybody else that we're behind? No, that's it. So what's that, 12th or 13th? Now, I'm sure that, you know, I'm not challenging their number from Johns Hopkins, but uh, there are other sources out there, including CDC, uh, Johns Hopkins, NHC, uh, World Health Organization, all these. And this is a compilation of their numbers that has South Carolina, whatever it is, 12th or 13th, not third uh, behind all but two states and every other nation. Okay? So I would I would hope that if they're going to put that kind of information in a news release, they at least would uh, be able to verify it. Now, they, they claim this is a number from, uh, from Johns Hopkins, and, and I guess it is, but uh, there are plenty of other sources out there as well that are in stark disagreement with their assessment about how many confirmed cases per 1 million population we have in South Carolina, is all I'm saying. Uh, Let's go to the phones and uh, lead off with uh, Lisa here on Wednesday, hump day, tax day. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the show.
0: Hey, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, you know, I understand that the school districts have to err on the side of caution. Sure. But I have to honestly say that we have no clue what the real numbers are. I don't know if you saw yesterday there was an article that came out about Florida's numbers, how a lot of the testing sites were not reporting their negative cases. Correct. And by not reporting their negative cases, it was inflating their positive cases. Like you think it was in Miami Dade, it went from ninety eight percent positive down to nine point four percent positive. That is a huge difference. Yes. Their
4: Orlando Orlando so Health much- is Orlando Health is another example where they also reported 98% positive cases, and it turned out their percentage was 9.4%, not 98%. In fact, kudos to the local Fox TV station down there. When they got these numbers, they dug into this story and talked to these various reporting uh, agencies and discovered uh, the numbers were just all skewed all over the place.
0: It is. Even the VA, one of the VA hospitals down there is reporting bogus numbers. Correct. We have no idea how bad this virus is. We really don't. We know that it is contagious, and we know that people can get very sick from it. The majority of people that get very sick from it are over the age of 75. Right. I saw numbers from California. The number of deaths in children below the age of 16 was zero. Mm-hmm. They have few symptoms. They have, they're have they pretty clear on that they're not contagious. And yet they want to tell us that this is so bad our kids can't go back to school. They want to tell us it's so bad that it's exploding across our states. And I, you know what? Guess which three states are in big play in November? Texas, Arizona, and what's that third state that's got a high caseload right now? Georgia. Right. And so it's amazing how those three K, those three states that are going to play a crucial role in the election in November, how they've got to be shut back down.
4: Oh, but Lisa, that's, 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 that's barely coincidence, Lisa, don't
0: you know? <laughs> that, right, that, right. Those,
4: Yeah, it, right, sure.
0: These numbers are so political, that, and we will never know the truth. We will never know how many people really died with this virus or died from this virus or if they just had it when they died because they skewed the numbers. And I don't blame Trump for having the hospital send the numbers to the White House before they send them to the CDC. The CDC Mm -hmm. is a political organization. You bet. I don't care what they say. It is a political organization. It is a left-leaning organization, and you can't trust their numbers. You can't trust the numbers from any of these places. So I agree with McMaster. Send the kids back to school. And if it gets to be a real problem, you know, we have problems during flu season when a lot of kids are out. Sure. And they've had that before. Send them back to school and let's see what happens.
4: Look, there is no doubt that, that a lot of people have gotten sick from the Chinese flu because it is obviously highly infectious. However... However, and this is a big but, the number of people who die from it uh, is is very very small. Obviously, nobody wants anyone to die from this. But here in the state of South Carolina, as of today, the confirmed case fatality rate is one point six percent. Yep. Now this and yep. this is using all of their numbers. Now, you want to compare it with New York, seven and a half, New Jersey, 8.6, Massachusetts, seven and a half, and the list goes on and on. Florida's up there as well. Florida, uh, even in Florida, where we've heard so much about the uh, the number of cases, their confirmed uh, fatality rate is 1.5%. So, you know, Correct. we've gone through SARS, we've gone through H1N1, uh, we've gone through World War II, We've gone through Vietnam, and we have never experienced anything like this. So well, why now, you- why, <laughs> why now? right here on the cusp of a very momentous election, uh, everybody wants to shut down everything?
0: Right, right. And I'll tell you this. I did some research. If you go back and look at the flu of 1957, 1958, you look at the total population, you look at the number of deaths, and— um, the numbers are going to be the same as what we're experiencing now. Actually, those numbers may end up being a little bit higher. And it I was can a really, really bad flu. It was like terrible. It hit a huge amount of the pop. It was. It hit a huge number of the population. They didn't shut down anything. Right. And they and they didn't have vaccines for this kind of stuff back then either. Well, so we, we don't have we don't have vaccines now. community take place. No, <laughs> right. we don't. And we will probably never have a vaccine because this is a virus that mutates. The same as the cold virus, which is a coronavirus. So this is being driven by politics, and that is the hard, cold truth.
4: Sad but true. Lisa, thanks very much for the call. 3.30 here on The Bobby Mack Show. Annie's ready to go. She's got the news, and I'm right back on the other side. And there's plenty to talk about today here on Hump Day on WORD. (sighs)
5: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame.
6: Two more reps, two more.
1: You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crownley Port, Chicago, Illinois. Haha. <laughs>
4: Hey, Money Punny, you'll get a kick out of this. Welcome back. 22 uh, before 4 here on the Bobby Mack Show. In on my text line uh, from uh, within the last half hour. Uh, Bobby, recently listened to God Bless America by Ray Charles. Encourage you to use it on your program, especially the live versions. Thank you for your work and uh, representing truth from uh, Ray. (laughs) Day late, Ray. Appreciate the suggestion. It's a great idea. Uh, We played it yesterday on the show and uh, being uh, encouraged by an email also from uh, yesterday from uh, David who told me about uh, hearing uh, the Star Spangled Banner in uh, various radio programs and uh, different sources uh, in broadcast media and suggested uh, that we do that. And so I thought I'd take it one step further. And we would play some of the uh, great patriotic songs. And we'll do one a day. And we'll kind of mix up where we do it, what time of day we do it, so that we can expose as many people as possible uh, to it. Uh, Bobby, please preface uh, the uh, news release, uh, preface it uh, from uh, Greenville County Schools by saying, Tim the Chin Waller so Russ can look down and chuckle. Gotcha. Uh, I'll I'll catch up uh, with the text line here. I'm only about half an hour behind. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, let's go to Simpsonville and bring in Eric next here on the Bobby Mike Show. Hi, Eric, and welcome to the program. Hello, Bobby. How are you doing today? Uh, so far, so good. The reason I'm calling
6: is, you know, as I listened to the discussion regarding uh, Superintendent uh, Royster and uh, and obviously the com- comments of uh, the governor and then you put that in perspective with what we see going on in health care, I guess the concern or I think the challenge, what comes to mind for me for Americans is that we all seem tired, worn out to actually fight, almost like political apathy. We aren't getting into too much detail. I have a lot of background in both health care and Dealing with a lot of the educators and bankers in the Upstate and throughout the Southeast, as well as the Mid-Atlantic, and we as Americans at some point—and I'm not talking about violence—we have to accept responsibility. As we have a young nation that people, our deference, our tendency—it's the same thing you see with radical Islam, where people have used our Constitution, our love, our heart, our belief in God, and our faith and our humanity against us, nothing sells better than fear. Whether or not someone believes that it's a political point that's trying to be made to get rid of President Trump, data is easily manipulated the same way that P&Ls are manipulated by corporate America, pharmaceutical companies. They are lying. Just yesterday, I met someone... Who's a member of a church congregation? A woman in the upstate was contacted by a contact tracer and told that she had been in contact with someone who had tested positive. Mm -hmm. She's an elderly woman in the age group in her 70s. She hadn't been to a doctor in five years, she's in good health. She didn't go. They told her she needed to be tested. She then receives a letter. This is a fact written letter that says she's been, she tested positive. Bobby. She never got tested. The numbers, and as far as Royster's concerned, when I say political apathy, what can Americans do? We talk, I respect you, Tara, I'm an avid listener, military and, and what have you. Here's what we need to do. We have to accept as Americans that the tongue in our mouth has to be in line with the tongue in our shoe, and sometimes discomfort is necessary. What did we do back when we were faced with the issues of the world back in D-Day, or Midway, or Benghazi, or Extortion 17, that story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, last point I'll make, we have to accept as Americans, sometimes... We are going to have to be inconvenienced, and when I say inconvenience, we sit in our air-conditioned rooms, our nice automobiles, we talk on talk radio. What can we do? We can start making noise by exercising our First Amendment rights, showing that we are educated, articulate. Speak up when you go into a store. When you go into a bank, when you have Americans who are good people, they think different. We will out the liberals by engaging them in educated discussion where as you say, you're not entitled to your own facts. I can explain it for you, but I can't understand it for you. So we have to draw them out by challenging the data.
4: The data is false. We well, you yeah, well, know it. I know I, it. I get what you're saying, and I agree with Virtually everything you said, uh, right up until uh, the last things that you said. Because I believe, as Dr. Thomas Sowell has said, it is usually futile to try and talk facts and analysis to people who are enjoying a sense of moral superiority in their ignorance. That has been my experience as well. They're not interested in facts. And, and I think the media, Hollywood, all of these leftists, I, this is where I agree with you are misreading the attitude of the American people. The American so people right now, you, do, do, do the, the look, American... Point, how do you change? at one point,
6: Bobby, if you can address it. How do you change then, a behavior? Because that
4: creates a... A paralysis you're, from not, you're not, you're not going, like? we, we've got to face the fact we are not going to be able to change their behavior. Many of these progressive socialist millennials, the 20 somethings as well, are, are a, a product of a couple of decades of socialist indoctrination in the public school system. There is no way, oh is no way to be able to deprogram them. The only way to win is to make sure that these individuals never get any power. And I think that we're going to see in November that the American people are royally pissed and they're waiting for November to be able to show the left that America is not ready for socialist tyranny. You're out of that. You're out of that, Bobby. I appreciate the call, and uh, and well said. Thanks, Eric. Good of you to be here today. 3.45, quarter before 4 here on the Bobby Mac Show. One more note on, on what Eric was saying as well. You remember the words of Andrew Breitbart? Andrew Breitbart said, walk toward the fire. As in the military, you know, they say, run to the sound of the guns. Don't worry about what they call you. All those things are said against you because they want to stop you in your tracks. But if you keep going, you're sending a message to people who are rooting for you, who are agreeing with you. And the message is that they can do it too. 14 before four here on the Bobby Mack show.
2: All-star closer. Kenley Jansen. We have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?
4: Welcome back. 351 now, nine before four. Well, what do you know? You know, all the, all the discussion, oh, you know, these, those stupid Southerners, those uh, redneck rubes down there in South, they don't know how to socialistic distance. And so that's why their numbers are exploding. Well, hang on a second. CDC director says Northerners visiting the South could be driving coronavirus spikes and not the state's reopening. Uh, Robert Redfield, director of the CDC, now pointing the finger at Americans traveling across state boundaries. Quote, if you look at the South, everything happened around June 12 to June 16. It all simultaneously, simultaneously kind of popped. He told the Journal of the AMA, we're of the view that there was something else that was the driver, pun intended, Maybe the Memorial Day, not weekend, but Memorial Day week, where a lot of Northerners decided to go south for vacations. As states began issuing stay-at-home orders, data collection company Unicast has used Americans' mobile phones to track their average change in mobility since before the pandemic. Okay, Something happened, Redfield said, in mid-June that we're confronting right now, and it's not as simple as just saying it was related to timing of reopening or not reopening. What do you know? It's, it's like reconstruction all over again, those damn Yankees. <laughs> and I'm not saying it. The guy who's the head of the CDC is saying this. Uh, let's go to Wyman and uh, bring in uh, Norman here on the Bobby Mac Show. Hi, Norman, and welcome to the show. All
3: right. Bobby, Samuel Clemens, Mark Twain said, there's liars, damn liars, and statistics. And he was right. I'm an honorably discharged United States Air Force Vietnam veteran. I practice nursing. I took microbiology for six months mm-hmm. and passed. That being said, it's a terrible time of the year. My allergies are kicking in. Pardon me. Oh, I hear you. Okay. This is a bunch of baloney. You know, the common cold is an in- influenza virus. Right. Okay. So, you don't keep yourself healthy. Take a multivitamin, mineral every day, which you don't use. You'll just urinate back out. You're going to have a bad time. Now, I was 13 years old, and I had the Hong Kong flu in 1968. Mm-hmm. And I could not get out of bed. And I was a 13-year-old boy who played baseball, ice hockey, football, basketball. I was strong, lifted weights, and I could not get out of bed. That's the flu.
4: Yeah, I hear you. I I had the one in 1957, and, and I almost died from it.
3: Yes, sir. A temperature can kill you, but yeah. that's your immune system kicking in. That's given from God. Because nobody can tell me where the first self replicating cell came from.
4: <laughs>
3: the, the, the Darwinism, that's how you stop them right in their tracks, evolution. Yeah. Where the right. first self replicating cell come from?
4: Yeah. Well, take a look at the human eye. That just evolved on its own. Is that right? Oh, you are
3: you are looking at your monitor right now through transparent cells. Yeah. Well, you know, God,
4: it's interesting because uh, you you uh, you prefaced uh, the beginning of the call uh, by a quote from uh, Mark Twain. Uh, Let me give you another one from uh, Samuel Clemens uh, to conclude. Uh, Mark Twain said, "It is easier to fool people." than it is to convince them they have been fooled.
3: Oh, isn't that the truth?
4: Mm -hmm. Wow. He was a pretty smart guy. I'm
3: going to remember that one.
4: Thanks, Norman. I appreciate the call. Good to have you here, sir. In on the text line this afternoon, 71307. Bobby, is it just me, or does Disaster McTaxter turn two sentences into a 20-minute address? I believe he said parents should have a choice 25 times today along with two other sentences, that was his entire message. Uh, Bobby, his mic wasn't on, but boy, was that lady signing, giving us the business. McMaster on TV today. Uh, Bobby, if there was ever any question if this COVID stuff being pushed was political, then today should put that to rest. Bobby, I'm waiting for the report that says 300 were tested a day and 400 of those tested positive. Uh, Bobby, tell GCSD to hang on. CDC will soon change the guidelines and maybe they will not be, quote, incredibly concerned, end quote, from Slabtown. Uh, Bobby, that was some people went to get tested in Florida yesterday. They signed in but decided it was going to take too long. They left, then got a call that afternoon saying they had tested positive without having taken the test. Hour number two of the Bobby Mack show is on the way next. Yeah. Truth hurts.